Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. My name is Colin. I am your host. Today, I am joined with a couple good friends of mine, Brian and Eli. We will be discussing uh, things such as labels, why the brand changed from now that's college to modern day overthinker, societal shifts, amongst other topics as well. Introduction uh, is going to be provided today by Derek Pope. This is uh, Small Conversations at Parties. Right after the song, we'll get right into it. At least I'm finally being honest with myself. Hey. At least I'm finally being honest with myself. Whoa, whoa. At least I'm finally being honest with myself. What the fuck is a millennial, by the way? It's a very I have big a hard time defining that. 84 to 2000. It's us. That's us. If you're born in that age. It's 18 to 30, essentially. 18 to 30? Essentially. Okay. What are the people called that are born after 2000? Fucked? Yeah, Gen basically. Gen Z. Isn't is that what it? it's called? Isn't it? I don't know. Because millennials, like, it's like millennials slash Gen Y. And it's like Gen X was the 80s. And Gen Y slash millennials the nineties. What are we gonna do after Z? We gotta start over at A. Double A. I don't know. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> I have no idea. What 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 like what like branch of the government decides how the who names that? <laughs> There's a committee somewhere that's making these names up. I don't know, it's not like the first time it's happened. It, we've cycled through a hundred year mark. A couple like, times. More than a couple times. <laughs> do you really think they took the time to call it anything? Probably. I mean, they had to have some point of reference. Like when... What's it years are for? Abraham Lincoln was talking about, like, yeah. the 1820s. <laughs> Did he call it the 20s? Did they sure. even... Look, I, I think I think it's a, I think it's a bigger issue when we're talking about um, labels in general. I was just having a conversation with somebody online about this last night. Online? You know? About, like, how everything like we were what she was saying was like oh you remember back when things were easier when we were a little younger you know before everything had to have a fucking label before everything had to be categorized before everything had to be like i'm a this or i'm a that like either politically or sexually or by any means or preference of anything like now everything is labeled like it has like there's there's a like there's a generational label like there's a I don't know if it was necessarily better though cuz for a long time it was you're straight or you're queer <laughs> you're white or you're colored mm. you're stuff that like for people who weren't in the majority it wasn't good a lot of the times for those people in the the, the who the, weren't in the majority yeah sure. who are my perspective is from you know a relatively privileged white dude who hasn't had to experience any of that I think I think that would apply to all of us yeah. sitting here. <laughs> we're on the we're, we're on gonna the boat. we're gonna pretend that Brian is a uh, gay Jamaican. <laughs> Y'all, man, <laughs> that's as good as I got. That's all I got. I'm yeah, sorry. Right, well, never not, mind. That's not, fair. Not Jamaican. Not, not Jamaican. <laughs> all right, scratch that. Uh, scratch that. <laughs> no one's gonna. Sorry, bite sorry to all the homosexual Jamaicans that I just offended. Like that's <laughs> it's gonna be cut. I got yelled at by a Jamaican lady today, and she was intense. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
but customer service, man, that just comes to the territory, getting yelled at every day. But by Jamaican women, it's not that common. <laughs> it was a little bit of a change of pace. I liked it. I dig Versus <laughs> being yelled at by... By an old white lady. <laughs> Pretty standard. Yeah, like name Pam. Like how many Pams a week? How many times a well? But how many times a week do you whisper "fuck you, Pam"? <laughs> well, if I wasn't, if I, was, if I wasn't on a recorded line that literally picked up everything, I would definitely say that. But sometimes I throw on the mute button, say a couple choice words, get back to the call, just yeah. to decompress, not to actually hurt anyone, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's what the mute button's for, for sure. But uh, yeah, you never know. You never know who's going to call in. What exactly what do you do for, for work? I do benefit administration, so customer service for people signing up and changing benefits for their company. We're basically an outsourced uh, HR. Basically. Okay. So we handle open enrollments and stuff like that. Build websites for people to when are you gonna enroll build my and change website? their benefits. When are you pay me? Oh. I'm just kidding. We'll figure it out. Do it now. Just build one while we're sitting here. Build it now. <laughs> build it now. No, so like how about how about the labels of all the different uh, back back on labels, like what about all the labels with all the different like sexual preferences and genders and stuff? It's getting out there. There's a lot. There's a lot. I don't. I think it's perfectly acceptable for anyone to define themselves however they want to. I kind of have a problem when someone expects me to know all of them. <laughs> like I, I don't know all the right terms. I don't know what I'm supposed to call you. I don't know or however you identify unless you tell me. Mm-hmm. It seems like yeah. a hot button topic. It is well, a hot button with topic. a lot of uh, people being offended by that sometimes. Well, let's just talk about people being offended. <laughs> fucking snowflakes, you delicate fucking snowflakes. So is that is that so 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 the term snowflake is used as a derogatory. It's used as a yeah. negative to yeah. talk shit about somebody who overly sensitive, is overly yeah. sensitive, politically correct about everything. Yeah. But I don't really like the term. It's it's kind of it's a dick term. It's it's a dick move by dick people with a dick term. I I don't really appreciate the connotation it has. We can call people sensitive without being an asshole. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? The snowflake, it, but it, if they're kind of being sound assholes, that bad though. The whole point is they're kind of being assholes. Yeah. Oh, the sn- the, sn- yeah. the quote unquote snowflake people are being assholes. Kinda, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because they're looking for stuff to get mad about, basically. In well, sense. Who? I mean, does I, that help? Yeah, it's I. It's frustrating. Not, not helping. So, I mean, and it makes it it makes situations where good people with good intentions who happen to slip up and say something a little off or maybe would be offensive to one group, but so many people, especially online, so many people jump onto them and say that they're bigoted or yeah, the bigot thing gets something. thrown around a lot. But it's but it's kind of true, you know. I mean, we really have. I mean, I've kind of drank the juice on some of it, really. I really do believe that we've been, um, as a, not just as uh, a generation, but as a as a society on a, on the whole, has been um, 
following this weird patriarchal this 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 male you know thing the the white male supremacy thing you know historically and, that's been how we've operated as human beings forever but yeah. but but so and it's fucked up and it's wrong yeah and, and i think that most people these days i don't think operate coming from that place where they they intend to do that and if they're educated and if you tell somebody hey you're kind of being a patriarchal white dick <laughs> or something mm-hmm. along those lines they usually mm-hmm. get better if they have good intentions and they're decent people there's just a huge group of people that still think that women belong in the kitchen, bare feet and pregnant. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's a thing. That, sure. That yeah. concept of the nuclear. I think it's grow. It's like growing smaller. Oh, for sure. And I think it's going to die out eventually when those when that generation dies out. Yeah. Because again, we're in a transitory phase right now. Yeah. I mean, it's a the culture of the 1950s, 60s, and 70s is dramatically different than the culture that we have right now. And I could see it change in the last 10 years, yes, let right. alone the last 30. I can't even oh, imagine what yeah. it used to be back, you know, when 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 we were when when we were born, what was going on in the world then. It makes me sick to my stomach to think about what white men have put people through over even the last 30 years. Women just got voting right. They were slaves Let, like a fucking hundred years ago. There was, you know what I'm saying? They were slaves and women couldn't fucking vote. Like not very long ago, like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. It seems so alien to us now because we've never seen that. I was born after people fought and died to, you know, get those rights. Mm. After women struggled and fuck, I can't even imagine. So I was born after that. So my perspective is growing up with a strong single mother who didn't take shit from anybody, and. I've always treated women in my life with as much respect, probably more respect than the men (laughs) in my life. I don't meet many men who treat women like shit. And when I do, I usually call them out on it. But I'm confident that in the rest of the country and in, fuck, even the rest of the city, there are many men who have not had the life experiences that I've had. I know it's a problem, but I. Well, some of it's behind closed doors too. I mean, yeah, you don't like some people put on a mask and they're totally different. We we know all about that, but um, yeah. Just in general, like just a lot of these guys, it's like you hear about certain guys, and it's not always the guy like, oh man, I well I expected him to be an asshole. That's not always the case anymore. A lot of it's due to confusion too. I think a lot of men aren't taught how to be good men when it comes to interacting with the opposite sex. It's not something they teach in school, and a lot of parents didn't grow up with that knowledge and haven't gained that knowledge, so how the fuck are they going to pass it down to their kids? Yeah. So a lot of p- people, women and men, I know a lot of women who've grown up expecting and thinking that it's okay to be used by men. I think the 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 large majority of what's happening with the whole uh, transition is um, based in is based in that concept, and I think um, 
if it's if there's a, some weird deficit now where people don't know how to treat other people and men don't know how to treat women or don't know how to you know they don't know how to do these things i think this generation is going to be taking notes now and and you know this new upcoming generation the ones when they have kids they're gonna they're gonna they're those those, those, those that generation will probably come out right you know what i'm saying yeah. because they're gonna have like fuck you guys should have seen what happened like and then their generation is going to be like man that was fucked up we're reading about what's happening right now in 2018 they're going to be like man how did that even what the fuck <laughs> you know and um that seems to be true for every generation here's where we kind of shifted things a little bit uh, and began to discuss the change from now that's college to modern day overthinker and kind of how now that's college started and how I decided to transition the brands. Dude, it's so crazy. Yeah, 27.1 thousand following like yeah. and you're just like, "Nope, going nope, we're doing this now." Yeah, dude, I was sick of dealing with drunk people. So was, what did you tweet about? What was your thing? Okay. Yeah, let's How did you That get is a good thing to 27 talk about. or how many? Thousand? Basically how it started was uh, me and a friend, uh, it was our, my junior year in college, I was on winter break, he, we both get, went to different schools, I was going to UNI at the time, and he was going to Iowa State. We were home in Davenport, and we were talking about, we were both really into Twitter at the time, when Twitter was like, this was 2010, 2011, and... Uh, Twitter was really, really popping, I guess you could say, <laughs> but uh, but it was also still growing at a ridiculous rate, and there wasn't a lot of niche accounts, and I don't know, we were just really into the whole college party lifestyle at the time, and we noticed that there was like one other, one or two other like college accounts, and we didn't like them, what they were sharing, and we thought they were too generic and they weren't as raw. Or so we started tweet about college stuff and drinking and partying and just stupid college humor in general. Um, and it just caught on. We would just use the hashtag college and retweet people and share what they had to say if it was funny or relatable, and it was like a snowball effect. And it just kind of blew up from there, and we started posting stuff. We just started doing a blog and... Then, I mean, after being a few years out of college and then not drinking anymore, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's not relatable to me at all anymore. I did not, like, for a while it was just fun because that was what I was doing anyway. It was easy to find content and, like, seek out content and it was entertaining to me. And then it just wasn't entertaining to me anymore. And, and I'm also not in college anymore, so I wasn't, like, getting access to that right away sure so it just made sense to change it i was like i have this brand it's not worth enough to sell wouldn't be worth the time i put into it yeah so i was just like i might as well use it for something switch it up okay so here's where we shifted into some other topics such as like technology was the main point of this discussion and we also uh discussed a few other interesting topics as well it was a conversation i was having with uh with, with somebody yesterday and they were saying that you know everybody's you know we're able to tap into people it's easier to facetime 
You know, it's, e it's easier to video chat somebody, even if they're like just down the road. It's easier to video chat somebody in the comfort of your own space, comfortable, safe, right? Than it is to you leave the comfort of your little space and they leave the comfort of their little space and you meet together in this not so comfortable space, you know? And I think, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know what that is. You know, I think it's, I think it's fueling the, the technology in the way that it is now and how it's being used in society. But I think it's also a result of, it's like, there's no real way to know which one came first, the chicken or the egg. We're talking about, you know, did my need to connect with you start the technology or did the technology, you know, you see what I'm trying to say? Or we might just get to a place like Blade Runner where we've got robots that <laughs> androids that look and feel and sound human. We're pretty close that to that. That might satisfy our need. I mean, sex robots. Kind of, have you seen those things? They're fucking disturbing. They're weird looking, man. Yeah. I I mean, it, like if they were affordable and they, <laughs> and they looked real and they seemed real, would you get one? Like, how affordable? Yes. <laughs> yes. Probably. <laughs> the answer is yes. I, I think mean, I don't I'm know still, anybody who would say no. I'm still I don't on the know fence. If, I don't know if I would because it <laughs> it's fundamentally disturbing to me. Yeah. The idea of fucking your yeah. I'm still on the fence about flashlights. So, I mean, getting one. I've never really. Uh, yeah, I've never. I've Just heard. I don't know. I'm the only one that's cool with like silicone and all this other madness. That I mean, I on. like the idea, but it I feels mean, it's such a jump. Don't get me wrong. I'm. Like balls to the walls for it for women, yeah, and like anybody the, else. But for like my own personal use, <laughs> I bought like something off Amazon once that was like it looked like a little egg with like <laughs> little nubs. I think I fucked it. I fucked it. I fucked the egg, and I felt so weird doing it. I. It's still in my nightstand drawer, untouched. So just once, twice. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? I've never done anything once. Even if it's, <laughs> I've never done anything once. Even if it was terrible, and I knew, like I will never enjoy this. Nah, let's let's make sure. You got to double check. Yeah. Uh, I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. <laughs> and even if I don't like it, I'll try it again just to be sure. Just like I like yeah. saying that's a very Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that's fair. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> well then. <laughs> well. So he fucked an egg. So he fucked an egg. Like an egg? I don't understand <laughs> what this look I'm gonna Google this real quick. I no, it's like a little it's egg shit. Obviously, it's got a hole in it. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> no, I just... But it's like a little silicone egg-shaped thing with little nubs on the inside. Silicone egg. What about Google here? Ah, oh, fuck. Um, Should have kept that private. Um, <laughs> well, it's out. Yeah. I don't know, man. I got it off Amazon. <laughs> what did you search? It was fuck popular. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was looking at the set, the... What is it called? Sexual health or whatever the Amazon oh, that's a thing, thing is. 
Amazon has a whole section of its website dedicated to sex stuff. Amazon sex. I'm so I'm Googling it now. So I was browsing that one day. Yeah, they call it sexual wellness and adult toys. That's it. What? And I it didn't was even super, know. Th- dude, what a dude. section. Really? Yeah, you guys haven't heard of this? I have not seen this. Yeah, if you're an Amazon Prime I user. Am. I think I know what egg you're talking I think I see it. Yeah, like if you're an Amazon Prime user and you haven't discovered the sexual well-being and health or whatever it's called section in Amazon, do yourself a favor. <laughs> I'm on there. I'm on my way right and now. And at least browse. I'm browsing. Where? Okay, so how do I search? These, I'm on mobile. So. I mean, they've got like hardcore sections in it too. Amazon's not fucking around. They <laughs> I see it. The Tango Wavy Egg? I don't know. They got like a dozen different eggs. <laughs> Is there eggs? It's an egg, though. It's an egg you put your dick in. <laughs> and these, uh, I bought these it. These flashlights have gone down a little bit in price. Yeah. Starting to be Supply more. Supply and demand. <laughs> yeah. Economical. Is that factoring into your decision making? No. I don't know who made this one, though. The design is poor. Maybe we should just critique sex toys. <laughs> yep. Good. Oh, where does that go? Oh, <laughs> what's the point of that? Oh, let me uh, show you a picture of this. And now my credit card's maxed out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it. Is it this thing? Yeah, only mine. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's basically that. That's it. Where does it go in here? Yep. And then it's like massages. It looks plastic. It's silicone. It is incredibly stretchy. <laughs> it can fit over, I'm pretty sure, my fist if I wanted it to. <laughs> Dude, let, turn, the, turn the screen this way. I cannot see it. Brian needs to see the I want to see the, the sex dick egg. egg. This is the dick egg. The dick egg. Yeah, you put your dick in the egg, and it, it wow. gently conforms to your... Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now he gets it. It I seems see. kind of mega. It seems like it would be, like, the problem excessively is, tight. No. Nah. Is this snug? <laughs> the problem is you're still jerking off. And it's just one that, more thing. That's a problem? Is that some <laughs> No, but like why not just jerk off? That's that was my thing. Like yeah. I might like why cuz then you got to clean it and then, <laughs> then you got dishwasher friendly like the flashlight? I don't have a dishwasher all by mm. hand, baby. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Cuz then you got to clean it and you got to like you know there's different styles yeah i think you can buy like a like how you can buy a, a dozen eggs at the store shut up yeah you buy them in dozens i think shut you can up. buy like a dozen styles of the 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 cock egg you can know? switch it up each yeah. night of the week different egg find out which nubby pattern pleases you most then you could get so into that and then you would never want to experience a woman because it just couldn't give you the same feeling what if you got addicted to eggs <laughs> addicted to the dick eggs <laughs> addicted to dick eggs and you just couldn't look back i'm sure that's there's some dude out there like sex who's robots got, who's got like in his fridge the little section that's for eggs it's all dick eggs <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're having sex with multiple partners at the same time on ecstasy and heroin and just like sober sex with because you can partner. all relate to that right well i mean you know <laughs> i've heard you know 
after that, it's just kind of like jerking off just ain't the same after that. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, I'm just saying, like, you know, I think I think that's another thing, man. We're just like talking about how how everything's so overstimulating now. It's like we're constantly bombarded with uh, uh, we're constantly bombarded with um, TV and social media and smartwatches and fucking moving, you know, motion censored everything everywhere all the time is just like automated, you know, and um, interactive and shit. It's like Fuck, I went to a, uh, a Buddhist meditation uh, last week, or the, it was the week before, and um, and yeah, it felt really, really good, you know, we were talking about, um, it was like sensory deprivation tanks and float tanks, we're talking about meditation, we're talking about that we, it's so crazy that our day-to-day lives are so insane, they're so overly scheduled that we have to um, schedule time to like, not... We have to schedule time to slow down. We have to schedule time to relax. Like, okay, from 10 to 10.30 is relaxation. Go! Like, you know, like how... Yeah, forced relaxation. Yeah. But but I think, like, those types of, you know, uh, services or, or, you know, those types of uh, communities and groups, like the float and the, uh, like, like meditations and stuff like that, the Buddhism and stuff, is um, definitely a way to... Something physiologically happens chemically in your brain when you're experiencing those things. Yeah, yeah. And it does help to unwind and does help to... I don't know. I I'm, still need to I'm try the floating it. thing. I'm all for it, man. You're all for it? Oh, yeah. I'm I would like to try a sensory deprivation tank. I I mean, you might just be thinking about dick eggs the whole time or whatever, but Maybe that's, that's what an you want interesting to concept. I've floated like 15 times. Do they have that locally? Right, like five minutes away. Yeah, like Brian's got the. How much does it up? cost? It's like it's like any other wellness. It's like a dollar a minute, like massage and stuff. It's pretty expensive. They have. Um, she's gonna be happy if this gets. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they had uh, like new like newcomer um, prices like the first floats like forty nine for an hour. We're not gonna tell you where. No. Not First, without paid sponsorship. <laughs> paid sponsorship. You hear that? <laughs> um, but, like, what's the experience like, though? Because I think people are interested in this. Man, you know, I really I really hesitate to even talk about it because the first time I floated, um, you know, I was with um, my girlfriend at the time. She was like, we're going to do this thing. We're going to float. And uh, I'm like, okay, what is it? She's like, don't worry about it. Don't look it up. Don't read it. Don't read into it. Just because you wanted to. I wanted to. Obviously. Absolutely. I'm, I'm interested. I'm like, yeah. I want to know what I'm getting myself into. She's like, no, don't. Just, just, just come on. Let's go. You know. But if you want me to, I'll put it out there. You know. So not that people can't look it up, anyways. Like I had. Isn't that really salty water so that you float a little more easily? It's essentially Epsom salt, right? So sure. this, this, this enclosure think of a like a like a tub like uh the fiber like the uh what do you call it that the plastic you know like a tub that's in the wall right your shower slash tub how it goes up like like a half of a c or whatever well imagine it's a full enclosure right with a door on it Hmm. so 
you open the door and step in step up and into it and it's um you know four foot wide eight feet long eight feet tall right so you can Mm -hmm. stand up in it you can lay down in it you can spread your arms all the way out not touch the walls um Mm -hmm. maybe at the farthest point you is there like a walls. technique that you use? Like, do you like lay out completely, or do you like just sit there? Do you get naked first? Yeah, you, so you get naked, right? Yes, as part I, of it. Well, I don't want it. I don't want to have anything touching my body. I don't want anything. I don't want my brain to be able to grab Total onto anything. Sensory deprivation. Yeah, I don't want my brain to be like, oh, my suit, my swimsuit's like brushing up against my knee or sure. something. Um, so, so you get into this tank, and it's only full of like a foot of water. Yeah. Right. And and it's got like eight hundred, whatever. It's like a like, so many hundreds of pounds of Epsom salt has been melted into the you know. Is it warm? Yeah. Right. So like body temperature almost. Right. It's okay. body temperature, and they figured out a way. This is how I see it: is that they've balanced the um, the heat of the water to the humidity of the air, to pretty much like once you lay still enough. And your body gets attuned to the 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 top surface of the water. That the heat and pressure of the um, air and the water together will kind of encapsulate you, to where you, you, if you lay still enough, you don't really the outline of your body kind of fades away, essentially. Interesting. Um, and that's the it makes me think of that show on Netflix, Stranger Things, like with that little girl had to go through has have either of you seen stranger things okay so this pause is just basically because there was a technical issue and i don't want to hurt anyone's ears moving on so essentially you enter you enter the building you enter the 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 float center and uh um once you come into the building there's other doors inside so you enter the the shower room essentially which is an, which is just a room for you right so you close and lock that door behind you um dress down to your comfort level but i mean i you know whatever well. yeah i'm 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 you know uh not about the swimsuit life i'm about some freedom and <laughs> you know so they have you rinse off make sure that you don't have like deodorant or you know sweat or like any kind of perfume or something you know so you take a, a a rinse off right there don't take one too hot though because that water in there is going to be chilly if you jump in after a boiling hot shower ahead of time so take a, like a lukewarm shower just to rinse off then jump in and uh and yeah so as soon as you sit down like I sit down on the water, like I I find it I have to cross my legs to keep my legs under the water. If I open my legs up, they boop, pop right up to the top right, to the, the surface of the, the water. The amount of salt in the water. Damn. Um, they fi- they figure the density, the they keep it at a specific temperature to keep the salt from crystallizing, mm-hmm. and the the density of the salt water is greater than the density of the human body so it actually mm-hmm. like they called the dead sea that because it was so salty right. that anything that died it would float to the surface right um and you could do the same thing the same idea that you could float on the top of that water like it would be really hard to swim down into it so <clears throat> you go into this tank right the lights outside by the shower are motion censored so once you enter the float chamber itself and close the door 60 seconds later there's there's no light outside so the little bit of light you did see from outside it's gone hmm. right um 
and then uh, um, there's some really light like ambient music like playing in this speaker under the water with like a really chill like colored light single color light just chilling um, I've been at some floats I think they had like a phasing like slowly fading like a seven color spectrum like light that slowly faded from like blue to purple to orange to red like stuff like that but um, uh, so you have two buttons on the wall next to you or on the in the tank um, one's an on and off for the light and one's an on and off for the sound um, so what I usually do is I um, play there with the sound and the light on and kind of chill out for a minute or so and then um, and then I hit the lights and then let the sound just chill and literally it's you you're plunged into darkness i mean it is pitch black the only way that you know that your eyes are open is that you know where your muscles are because you're aware of where your muscles are whether you can feel your eyes open or closed that's the only way you know i mean it's black just pitch black there's mm. no um people are like are you claustrophobic inside of there it's like no because when the lights go out you can't see the walls you it could no be idea. it could be the size of a coffin and it would then the universe opens up you see um but after so long in the darkness and the sound i kill the sound and and that's that's when the magic really starts to happen i mean it's it can be chaotic that much when it gets to that point can you hear and feel your heartbeat Do you oh, connect yeah. your body on a deeper level yeah so oh uh, i missed the point where before you get in the shower initially you put in these these like waterproof earplugs so 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 here we are in this triple room that's been light light shielded all the way through so pitch black here's here's you're underwater which is already muffled well you got earplugs in you ain't hearing nothing right and then if you lay still enough in this temperature controlled space the outline of your body essentially will evaporate like you will forget your brain will forget. It's kind of like we're sitting here right now. Our brain is aware that our butt is sitting on the chair or sitting on the couch. But it forgets because it doesn't need to because it knows. That's kind of like your brain is like a blank, like blanked out. Like it knows it's sitting there, but it's gone, right? Because it doesn't need to focus on it anymore. Well, what we're doing here is the there's some science behind it that says that we're in alpha and beta waves when we're awake and theta and delta waves when we're asleep we can actually achieve uh theta output um in this waking state in this in this environment and that's that's the kind of like brainwave activity that happens when you're in like the first level of of sleep when you're on your way to going to sleep um because your brain is tricked because it doesn't have anything else to do so it starts shutting down it's like well my job here is done <laughs> like yeah. you know i'm good so do you fall asleep i have yeah i've fallen asleep it's an expensive fucking nap <laughs> yeah do they wake you up or do they just let you keep going until you wake up no it's a it's on a it's on a timer <laughs> so, like, like so we're gonna get our minutes out of this guy well the system's on a timer man <laughs> there's been times that i've gotten out at 40 minutes because mm-hmm. I, I because it was just too intense yeah because all all you're really left with, if you take away all sensory input, all that's left is you. It's a very intense. 
Yeah. Uh, so if you're yeah, if you're going through some shit, then it's gonna be. It can it can be. It gets real. I've um. But it can also help, obviously. Yeah, I would think you know I've I've experienced. There's been times where I was in points in my life where I was focusing on bettering this part of myself, and I reached a type of dilemma or something, you know, and um, talking about needing a place to focus and talking about needing to find clarity and find some sort of answers. I'm, I've I've made huge leaps and bounds in. In, in that in that setting um, I've heard it's, I've heard the same said about you know people that are in meditation yeah. you know that they they find answers in the quiet and they find yeah. answers in the um, when they focus I've or always rather, wanted to visit an anechoic chamber too that's the soundless chamber right yeah completely deprived of any sound where they're isolated from vibrations completely sound waves everything so I mean in a normal room like this the background decibel level is still relatively high. We don't notice it because we're used to it all the time. But if we remove every ambient sound, people can literally hear um, every little thing going on in their body. They can <laughs> supposedly it's a really disturbing I've heard thing at first. But there aren't that many anechoic chambers because they're really fucking expensive to build one properly. I I, I talked yeah. to somebody over these last few weeks when I was going to one I think it was at the Buddhist temple when when they were talking about that they went inside this this chamber and that they that that when they shut the door that they their head felt like it was in a that it was squeezed because the pressure in the room changed mm-hmm. and it sucked out all of the That's crazy. I mean it's it, yeah said that you know just a few minutes in there is enough to get you like yeah, it fucks people up. Because it, it doesn't sound right. Because it ain't right. Life isn't like that. <laughs> no other time in our life do we experience absolutely no sound or no external input. Hmm. So the idea of having all that removed, it's kind of fucking scary in yeah. a lot of ways. you got to be ready to be with yourself in those situations. I think we hear about, you know, people speak up when they're not comfortable with the silence. Right. That's why I when like silence not, in a room full of people sometimes. When they're not I comfortable get to with themselves, people. that's when they have to speak up because they yeah. don't want to be with themselves. Yeah. That, um, you know, I went in there not knowing what I was getting myself into, but then when I got there, I was like, the whole time, the fir- I remember the first, the first float I ever had, my narrative in my head was like, oh my God, am I doing this right? Is this <laughs> what this is? What am I doing? This is so weird. Like this is the monologue in my head, right? Yeah. Because that's all I—that's all I had it was just me, and my and my in my inner thing. <laughs> and there, again, there's been times where it was just so so much that you know, like an idea that the Buddhists have is just like if you have a thought in meditation when you're meditating and you have a thought, not to uh, not to follow it, right? Like if you're sitting in in the in your living room. And you're meditating. You're supposed you, to let it pass. Yeah, you hear a sound, like you hear a car drive by, you're like, hmm, that sounds like a truck. I like a truck. I, I wonder if it was a big truck. Was it a red truck? I can see myself driving a red truck. I always wanted that red truck. You don't follow the red truck. You just say it's a car, let it go, and it's gone. Yeah. That's that's the idea. The idea of the meditation aspect of things is to cl- completely clear your mind. Well, 
that's literally the opposite of what happens naturally. We're not ever in that. It takes practice, a lot of practice, to get to a point where you can do that. So it's really hard not to have like a running dialogue when you're in that space. But I think, like you're saying, it's that's the point is we're practicing. We're trying to get better at at doing those things. We're getting out of our element, basically, too. It's not normal. No. <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. It's it's really it's a really cool thing. I, I've I've done like my first float was a ninety minute ninety minute float and I stayed in the whole time. And I remember too that my equilibrium was really off. Like the first like five or six times that I floated was just like so crazy because your inner ear is looking for balance. Yeah. And it's looking to see the hor it's looking to see the horizon. It's looking to see the ground. And because you're laying so still in it's well, what they've said is that when you're in that um floating salt water environment that over 90% of the earth's gravity is relieved from your body 90% so you're only experiencing like less than 10% of what the normal gravity is on your body because of the distribution across the sure. plane of your body as opposed to on your feet right so your brain does not know which way is up and the first few floats that I ever went to I felt like I was like on this like inverted cradle, like my body was rocking like this, <laughs> like I was going to fall off hmm. of whatever. I was just going to fall off. <laughs> I was gonna, like I was rolling off the bed, but I never fell off. And there was other times where I've just like spun like this way, like I was laying down and I was spinning head over heels, like not head over heels, just like spinning like a like a clock, like a clock. You felt that, but in reality, your body was motionless but my inner ear was trying to find the balance and it was like no like run like spit literally spinning in circles like the gyroscope trying to find hmm. equilibrium and it couldn't that, that doesn't was, really happen anymore it makes me you know? dizzy it, yeah i would get sick there's there's people that have reported their first few floats that they've gotten sick because they couldn't handle the the crazy like balance because it's just like that room with no sound it's like the pressure and it just sucks all the sound and then it's gone the sound is gone when you shut those lights off, man, and you stay in there for five minutes, I mean, in the middle of the night, you might wake up and have a few seconds of complete pitch black before you, before your eyes adjust or something. But, I mean, this is prolonged. Um, That's not something humans are exposed to No, in life. No. no. But what I feel like it does is that it forces us, like, so much do people try to find that space of that type of quiet that type of focus in a meditation in a meditative state that this forces that 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 level of of actualization because there is no truck to follow there is no sound to focus on there is nothing to open your eyes to look at and what's really i what's really interesting is that i actually see more when my eyes are open in that position when I close my eyes, I see less. When I'm open, my eyes are open. I'm not only. It's it's not just black, it's colors, it's pictures, it's memories, it's thoughts, it's whatever I'm thinking. I'm seeing. It's 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 been reported that you know people have had extreme hallucinations in this space, hmm. because your brain has to find something. And it, and it does. It manifests 
these things. Actually, just this other day, I floated not four or five days ago, and they, and I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I don't. I couldn't tell you how long because I didn't have a watch. Right. I couldn't tell you if it was five minutes or twenty minutes, but mm. I fell out for a moment, and and I remember oh, like kind of like jerking awake like my body twitched my body will do that a lot when you're laying so still your body will twitch like you're not dead yet <laughs> like no you're alive yeah. right but my body like twitched and i woke up and i remember just being like paralyzed with not fear but just like whoa hold on like i i purposely like was trying to stay super still for some reason and i was looking i remember feeling like i was facing upwards and that i could see in a red hue, the outline of the chamber that I was in, in the float tank. And I'm like, did something happen? Did I fall asleep and I woke up because there's something wrong with the float tank and there's this red light on in here? Because I saw like the handle that you can grab to, to mm. pull yourself up. I saw the outline of the door. I saw the little little eye hole, or not the eye hole, but the little air vent. And it was pitch black. Pitch black. The glory hole. The, the glory. <laughs> That's right. But... Then I was like, hold on. And I and I and I slowly started moving my head because usually I try to stay perfectly still and keep my head in one position. But I tried to turn around because I was trying to find the source of this red light. And as I was turning, this static image of the of the of the float tank moved with me. So I couldn't look away from this position, but my head, I'm looking back trying to find this light bulb. And, and all at once, as my brain realized that you're not seeing anything, it is still pitch black. This red outline of the room just melted and swirled into this, like, kaleidoscope and, like, faded away into this, into the black back in, then, then I was back in the void. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. I was always scared of hallucinogens and stuff like that, so I've never done any. I... I was. I assure you, I was not on any drugs. <laughs> yeah. Would you compare it to that, though? You know, it. It's not. You know, um, a lot. I would say hallucinogenics. Certain types of hallucinogenics are very vivid and very deliberate. Like you can like look at the wall and 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 see the texture of the wall and know that that texture doesn't exist or that that um, that the motion of that texture doesn't exist because it's not so much hallucinations. People think, oh, you take acid or something and you see pink elephants. That doesn't fucking happen. That okay? used to be a recurring nightmare when I was a kid. Pink that, elephants. That Side note. That doesn't really pink. happen. What it is is it's not seeing psychedelics for me, at least my experiences. Psychedelics wasn't seeing stuff that isn't there. It's seeing stuff that is there doing unnatural shit. Like seeing a solid brick wall looking like it's liquid. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, you know, so. Oh, joy. Yeah. It's. It's. It's a lot of fun. Not, not, but uh, you talk about the psychological aspect of it. Very chaotic, very frightening. It can be very intense. Yeah. I, I had a lot of bad experiences. But it, I would say it would be relatable to some of those experiences. Um, but totally different still. But yeah. And each, I've done a lot of different types of hallucinogens and a lot of different, they each have their own um, attitude. They yeah. all have their own way that they go about doing what they do. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it was a type of hallucination, but yeah. I couldn't equate it to say, oh, that's like mushrooms or something yeah, you that doesn't, that can, you can't really no. do that. It's its own thing. Just yeah. like another, 
just like each of those individualized drug mm. experiences. It's, it's basically like taking a hallucinogen without taking a hallucinogen. It's per, it's your brain is going into yeah. a into a dream state waking. That's what you're doing. Is you're tricking yeah. your brain into dreaming while you're awake, in so many ways. I mean, that's you're never going to achieve delta waves because that's like REM sleep. Like is that's that like the, the same deepest. level you're on when you're like, if you uh, lucid dream. Right. Yeah. Delta. No, actually, you know what? Because I've lucid dreamed before. I'm not quite sure. Look, the way that dreams work, the dream cycle works, you're in your awaking state, and then there's four dream levels, right? So there's level one's the lightest sleep, then you go to level two, then you go to level three, and then you go to level four. Level four is that one type of sleep where you're like jumping on the bed, shaking the motherfucker, pushing him off the couch, and they're still asleep. That's level four dream, yeah. right? That's that is They are out. You are in the deepest physical physiologically you're in the deepest dreams you know sleep state rather but what our cycle does what our sleep cycle is is we go awake we go one two three four three two rem rem sleep where we're actually having vivid dreams actually occurs between the the first and the second dream state it's actually a very light um sleep that's why you always wake up like oh i was just having this this dream well it's because you were because because ram occurs on the surface at that very top point not at the not at the deepest point so what we're kind of doing is we're kind of tapping into that that rem space um but in a waking state yeah delta waves occur at the lowest like you're not going to hear your alarm kind of deep sleep um so how long after getting into the the float tank does it take you to start experiencing? Does it depend? I assume. My real question is, how little money can I spend? <laughs> <laughs> no, you wanna you you know it'll take up to thirty minutes, man. You know it can take up to thirty minutes. This one guy, I used to, I used to, I, I I'll fill in, I'll work the, I'll work at the place, you know, when they need help. Hmm. And uh, so he's sponsoring this. He's trying to. I know. I'm get trying. Get you more time. No, it's terrible. I'm gonna cut those. Little tidbits out, but you know we're the, not saying the name of the place, so it doesn't matter. I I I, I volunteered this place, so they um, you know, there's this guy that came out once, and he was just like we were talking, always you know post float kind of thing, and he was like, yeah, this and that, I uh, uh, I got it down to a science, twenty five minutes, and I'm in the space that I need to be, and I'd like to stay there for at least forty five. What had happened was this guy was pissed because the 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 automation basically. Um, the timer didn't work right. Hmm. Uh, all I had to do really was come in and click the button. That's literally all I had to do because dude already knew what to do. And um, all I had to do was like set the program. Because basically you set the computer program and then you set the timer um, for however long they paid for. And then at the end of that time, 10 minutes before their time is up or five minutes before their time is up, it automatically turns the light on inside the tank. And then 30 seconds after that, it turns the music on inside mm-hmm. the tank. So it, if you, if you are sleeping, oof, it brings you back, right? But he was pissed because for whatever reason, the program... Because I remember it was, I set it to 65 and it came out and, and yeah, he was only in there for like 35 minutes or something. He's like, I have it down to a science. Like, I'm only, I was only in, my, in the zone for like 10 minutes because he knew that 25 minutes is where he starts, mm-hmm. starts experiencing this thing. That happens, but yeah, you, you got to start your brain for at least 20, 20 to thirty minutes. Yeah, to, you got to get in that state to get into that space. Mm. 
like I said, my first few floats were all 90 minutes, and I love 90 minute floats, but there's been other times where I, there's been times where I thought 90 minutes wasn't enough. There's been other times where 45 minutes was too much. It was just too much crazy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in the right place to do it. Um, so it really depends on the person, and it really depends on where you're at in your day, in your life, in your head. Uh, depends on if you're if you have food if you have food in your stomach. Like I've eaten right How before I went in. You can hear your stomach doing its stomach thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just making yeah. all sorts of crazy. You know, it's digesting and all this. But then I've gone in there too hungry, and it's just gonna yell. Stomach's yelling at me. So it's really it's weird. But if balance. you have to pee, yeah, well, uh, you just pee. They you you sign a waiver saying that if they 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 will know if you pee in there, and that they will charge you hundreds of dollars to clean it. What if you fart in there? Do you doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't count, but uh, how loud is it? And then, you're, <laughs> and then you're trapped in there with the, the yeah. Are you trapped in there with that stuff? There's no other. <laughs> none of your senses are picking anything up except, except for, for the, the fart. fart. <laughs> and that's all your brain has to focus on. <laughs> yeah, man, I had a fart meditation. <laughs> oh man, I can yeah. say that I've now the of the 15 times I've floated, I've never had. That experience, no. So I don't know. I'll test that theory for you. Oh my god, I'm in. <laughs> oh, fuck, I probably couldn't even help it if I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I just. Yeah. I mean, it'd be worse to sit there and like squeeze your ass cheeks together the whole time trying yeah. not to fart. Oh my god, there's a bathroom in a bathrobe. So once you're dressed down and in the tank, if you really gotta pee, you can get out, put the robe on, go down the hallway. Take care of business and get back in the tank. Yeah, but farting's different. Than but you know, will they will they pause the time? <laughs> yeah, if you get that time back. I actually tried to get my friend to float the other night. That's money. Yeah, I was. I tried to get my friend to float the other night, and they had a bad experience. They had to leave. They, mm. they couldn't. Uh, they, they got sick or something. I don't know. They had told me before they even got there that they were having stomach issues, yeah. and they had. Um, uh, I was. I was actually going to cover them or whatever um and they because we were actually going to trade anyways uh trade massage for float but they they had uh yeah they're they're like yeah we're not gonna you know we're not gonna charge you because they were only in there for x amount of time and you know they didn't have a good experience they, they work so they're people. cool people yeah oh it's okay. super chill super chill yeah and, and a lot of it you know the one the first one I went was down in st louis and i mean it was this you know, they were like, welcome. And it's this whole, like, thing, right? Yeah. It was pretty... Shut up, you fucking hippie. Put was, me in the tank. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's an experience. Very granola-like. Very granola. <laughs> Very granola, my friend. Yes. Uh, yeah. But no, I went... Would you uh, like a kelp wafer? It's really beautiful. Kale man. afterwards. There's this, like... This, this, this center had, like, a big book. Like... It said like book of dreams on it and then you'd open it up and have like people have like written written down like their experience like a dream journal but like an after flo- like, float a post, like a float journal but people have like signed the book and talked about their experiences and stuff it was really cool but yeah there's like spaces for people to like sit on like like cushions on the floor and like lounge this place was large I mean, the place yeah. here in the QC is like really is smaller and stuff but this these there's other places that they're just like it's all out but yeah, um, it's definitely. So I, I try it. Is what you're saying, dude. Everybody needs to. Everybody. I really. I really. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm all in. I'm convinced. 
I'll try it. Yeah, I've been told by uh, I remember when I first heard about it, it was from some friend a friend of mine who was like just a hippie stoner guy, and I was like, yeah, whatever, man. I was like, I don't know, man. He's like, I don't. I feel like this is like the next one of those trend trendy things to try. Um, but now the more I've heard about it, I'm like, it seems like something I could try. You know, I mean, might as well. I mean, I don't see the point in not trying it. Like the dick egg. Like the dick. <laughs> I would like to thank everybody for listening to the first episode of the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. We enjoyed having you. Until next time, catch you later.